Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Coach's Main Event Marathon. I'm your host, Manpreet. And this week, we're going over UFC 271, and in particular, the main event between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker, Act 2. Now, for you guys who haven't seen any of the teasers or the announcements, I'll give you guys a quick premise of what this show is all going to be about. I got six of the top coaches in the MMA world coming on with me every month to break down the headlining pay-per-view card. And what I mean by that is this week, like I said, Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker, And the coaches are actually going to be alternating months, three at a time, to break down the main event with me. And then at the end of the breakdowns, I'll be allowing them or, or giving them $100 each to put on one main card fighter of their choosing. And then from there, at the end of the year, we're going to see who comes out on top just as a friendly challenge amongst everybody. So this week for UFC 271, I'm going to be joined by Mark Montoya from Factory X in Denver, Colorado, as well as Eric Nixick from Extreme Couture in Las Vegas, Nevada, and Santino DeFranco from Fight Ready MMA and Siege MMA down there in Arizona. And they're going to be giving me their takes on Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker too. And after that, they'll be choosing their one main card fighter they want to put their $100 on and go up against the rest of their guys as well. But don't worry, I know there's three other coaches, James Krause, Tyson Chartier, as well as Cody Donovan, they have already provided me their picks for this card as well, uh, or their pick, I should say, and uh, you guys will get to see that on the back end of the show. So without further ado, let's just get into the breakdowns here. Kicking things off, we got my guy Mark Montoya from Factory X. He is helping, helping me break down UFC 271, especially the main event here between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker. Mark, we're not going to waste too much time. Let's just get right into it. So I'm just going to tee you up here in terms of what we're working with between these two fellas. Uh, the first time around, they were scheduled to fight. The price was at a pick em line. So it was minus 115 each way. Israel Adesanya goes out in there and dispatches him in the second round via KO after hurting him very badly at the ending of round one. Uh, and now here he is as a minus 275 favorite oddsmakers believe he wins 73 percent of the time and the flip side we got robert whitaker coming in at plus 220 oddsmakers think he uh wins 31 percent of the time here a couple facts quickly before i'll flip it on over to you uh whitaker was actually coming off a 14 month layoff uh before their first fight not to mention a couple of injuries and a hernia related injury as well that apparently was you know, if it, it could have been fatal if he actually went out there and fought uh, Calvin Gaslam that night that he was scheduled to fight him at UFC 243, or sorry, UFC 234. Uh, and now it's only a 10-month layoff. He's been way more active since he got knocked out, knocked out by Israel Adesanya. He's been able to go out there and defeat guys like Darren Till, Jared Cannonier, and Calvin Gaslam. We're on the flip side with Israel Adesanya. He went out there and defeated Romero. Uh, Paulo Costa. Then he tried to get double champ status by going up to 205 pounds. Obviously, Jan Blachowicz didn't want any of that. Stopped him there, uh, beating him by decision. And then since then, Adesanya has been able to rebound with the victory over Marvin Vittori. So, Coach, who you got in this middleweight scrap? Who wins Act 2 between these two middleweights? Well, first of all, I think it's, uh, number one, thanks for having me on. It's, it's always fun to be on with you. Uh, your fans have reached out to me after our last uh, outing that we had. So a um, lot of fun here. It's, it's a fun matchup. It's, it's fun for the fans, for sure. I think anytime you do a rematch, it, it gets interesting because the first fight for sure was about tactics um, and skill, right? But it's, when you get into a rematch, you 
have time in there together. And I think we just saw it last weekend when, when you watched uh, Moreno and Figgy fight, right? And so uh, Moreno, anytime Moreno created chaos in, in the second fight, it was in his favor. And anytime he body locked him, put him on the mat, it was in his favor. The problem is, is that in Figgy's game plan coming in, they slowed the fight down. They minimized chaos. They, he only got body lock taken down once. And tactics played a big toll. They attacked the, the calf kick. They, they, didn't let, they didn't let Figgy get into a brawl, even though he's got power. And they slowed that down and, it, and, it, and tactics won essentially that fight. Whether, whether it was Moreno tactics changed going into that or figgy implied his the point is is that anytime you have a rematch i i really feel like tactics and game plan are going to play a big toll in what happens here so the adesanya and whitaker fight is interesting because adesanya catches whitaker in the second round he catches him with like a check hook essentially and that you got to wonder, okay, was that something they saw because of Whitaker's in and out style? And they felt like, okay, we could trap set him to come in and throw that check hook and catch him. Or was it just Adesanya's skill that he's built over the years and that was instinct and he just caught him coming in and, and it worked. So let's just say, for example, it was, it was tactics. And they said, hey, his in and out style really bode well for this to happen for you. Well, then on Whitaker's side, you got to look at the tactics of it and be like, okay, your in and out style isn't, isn't something we're going to completely take away, but how do we minimize the risk of getting caught in the same type of way? And, and, and like you had said, in the, at the end of the first round, he, he had tagged him up pretty good um, to finish the round and then starting the second or into the second round, that's what ended up happening. And so I think tactics play a big part of this fight. And if you're out of Sonya, you're going to go in there and say, okay, let's do a little more, let's do more of the same. And of course, you know, you got, you got to change some tactics here and there for sure. If you're Whitaker, I think it's a bigger change because you, if I'm in Whitaker's camp, I'm going to say, listen, Let's take away his superpower, Adesanya's superpower. Let's go, gra- let's go grapple heavy. Let's put him against the cage. Let's make him get up and down. Uh, Adesanya's shown that he, he's, he's been working on his ground game. And so it's not like I think Whitaker would buzzsaw him on the ground. But I do think that in the first two and a half, three rounds, uh, given Adesanya's uh, cardio shape, he's, he's in good cardio shape. So let's take away the speed and power and accuracy that he has, and let's minimize it by, by taking away the space. And so I would assume that there is going to be that, that on the tactic side, that there's going to be some grappling there or I would, I would hope at least that there was a change there to make some of this happen early in the fight to where then Whitaker's in and out style can then be utilized and the trap setting of the level change in the takedown then really increase Whitaker's striking prowess. 
because you know Adesanya is one of the best uh, there is when it comes to guys on their on their feet and and striking. So whether it's in his kickboxing experience or what he's shown in MMA, so I think that has to happen a little bit in tactics. That has to happen in skill building. The, yep. So something I wanted to add in regards to that. Or, uh, an interesting, interesting t- statistic in regards to Israel Adesanya. In his last two fights, he's been taken down seven times. In his first nine UFC fights, same amount of times, seven, uh, seven times in nine fights, and now he's been taken down seven times in his last two fights. Although Marvin Vittori was successful in taking him in down in four out of the five rounds, he was only able to control him for about a minute to a minute and a half. Then Adesanya got back to his feet and got back to work with his striking end. He was able to clean sweep the scorecards there, winning 50-45 all around. With the Robert Whitaker side thing uh, side of things, he's kind of stated in interviews that he felt like he was going in there to try to take off the head of Israel Adesanya. And we saw a little bit more of an aggressive version of him that night against Adesanya and you saw him quite active right he was a lot in and out trying to wing those overhands that he's kind of known for and Adesanya was very much ready for it anytime you see Whitaker kind of crash forward he throws that one he throws that overhand right and Adesanya knew right away I'm gonna I'm gonna cut off to my left and uh, uh, Whitaker's not gonna be able to catch me it seems like Whitaker's even picking up on that in his later fights Jared Cannonier tried to use the same defense by cutting off to his left after that uh, big overhand right but Whitaker at a certain point in that third round throws a beautiful head kick behind that to catch uh jared cannonier so i'd be interested to see if that could uh, be something implemented here against adesanya and lastly people can say jan blahovich can go out there and grapple uh adesanya to the ground the way that he did but you know jan blahovich 220 walking into the cage compared to whitaker who's probably going to be closer to that 200 to that 205 pound range coming into the fight so size definitely plays an advantage into this fight would you agree with that no, I agree with that. I think the I think the comparison you're making with Vittori taking down Adesanya and then Whitaker taking down Adesanya. The biggest difference, though, is that Vittori's style he's he's uh, Ades- he, he's hittable. So his style is in your face. He stays on the tracks a lot, and he's hittable. And he comes forward and he imposes his will and pressure. Whitaker, though, on the feet, if he were, let's say he took him down the same amount of times Vittori did. But when they stand up, Whitaker's style is more elusive than Vittori's. So, my, so, and knowing that as a fan and as a coach, if I'm putting myself in, in Whitaker's camp, I'd be like, okay, we could, if we could utilize and take some of what Vittori did, Jan did, that kind of thing. Or like you said, his previous fights were where guys have taken him down. If we could utilize some of this, then with Whitaker's style, the in and out style doesn't pose for Whitaker as to be as hittable as Vittori is, which in turn potentially could set up like he likes to hit that 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 faint into the high kick. He likes to hit some of that stuff. The question though is with Adesanya, of course, he's been drilling this up down because they know there's no way that and, and they've already proven this, that the up down is going to happen with Adesanya. People are going to try to take away his superpower. That's him being on his feet, being elusive, creating angles, attacking all the stuff that he does, uh, countering the drawing out of, of an opponent and then cracking them and, and making them chase him a little bit and then him exposing them in a chase they already know that the up down is going to happen. So 
Adesanya's skill on the on the get up side is huge. And so with that said, that's why I say I think on Adesanya, it's more the same, not saying that they're going to just exactly blueprint it that way. But it's going to look I think it's going to look somewhat similar with some added tricks and elements that that they have to come up with, too, because you're entering the cage with a guy that's got a lot that's got some experience with you in there. So it, even though it, it didn't last five rounds, the point is, is that the last one, it, it, it but you've got some experience there. So when you go look at those, um, Adesanya absolutely is going to bring some new tools, but why would he completely go away from the game plan that he originally had when it worked so well? Whereas I think on Whitaker's side, the in and out that he was doing constantly with him cost him big because Adesanya is is well adept to that that because of his striking prowess of you can show me whatever you want I've seen it all and uh, and so and and he exposed him in the in and out so that's what I'm saying I think there has to be some tactics here and some changes uh, on that on that side can Whitaker sustain the up down himself that's the question I don't know I don't know if he'll fade because of the up down because that's that's not his forte, you know, he, he would have to, he obviously, if that was the game plan, they'd be doing a ton of that in practice. So he's built that mentally and physically into his stamina. But the, the, the question is, is, is what does that look like? And I, and I think it's all on tactics there. They're both super skilled and, and wouldn't be in that position if they weren't. So, um, you know, with that said, I think Adesanya uh, still beats him uh, just because, Adesanya's got to be better than than he was when they last fought because of time. Whitaker's going to be better too, but we saw, you know, uh, with with the with the the tactics last time that Adesanya was was he prevailed because of that. And so, I think an X factor here is time, though, like time because. They, they've both been out a little bit. I want to say this has been – Adesanya has been pretty active in the past, and this is this is some time, but Whitaker's been out for a minute too again. And so time is kind of the X factor here, and what have they done with their time? And, you know, um, Adesanya, is he just skill building and working and getting better and Whitaker coming back from, from his injuries and doing what he needs to do to get, to get back into the fold again? The, when you have time off, that's a big deal, even at the highest level. So ultimately, with all that laid out, you still think Adesanya gets his hand raised. Uh, do you agree with the odds, though? 73% implied that uh, he beats out Whitaker, uh, you know, just over seven times out of 10. Do you, would you agree with that? Um, I think, I think the, to me, the odds, of, when you first told me that, the odds seem a little bit high for me. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's if you told me it was in the sixty percent, like a sixty percent, I'd probably agree with that. I think the odds seem a little high, um, but it still favors Adesanya, even yeah. if, even if it was at sixty percent. So I don't think it's a fifty-fifty, but seventies that seems a little high to me. But it doesn't it it doesn't mean that that you shouldn't bet on that. Um, it it's it's something that. I mean, the, the the odds makers typically are pretty good at what they do. And so not that they don't miss sometimes, but they're pretty good at what they do. So with that said, it seems a little high to me, but I, I still feel like Adesanya probably will, will win that fight.
I like it. I like it. All right. Now the part that most people are, have been waiting for the coach's main event marathon. The whole point of the show is to see which coach can come out on top and profit the most over, over this year. Once we get everybody through each, every, uh, each pay-per-view. So, uh, I teed you up before we recorded on this. I let you know who the main card fighters are. I gave you all the odds. There's two guys that you kind of were thinking about. Which one are you going to be uh, putting your $100 on for UFC 271? It, it's, it's, um, when we come to betting, uh, you've, you've pitted me up against some straight up degenerates. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Those guys bet all the time. They're, they're, they're on all these betting shows. You got my old ass on here. Um, <laughs> Uh, talking about betting you gotta let no, these young kidding. men know mark you gotta let them know i'm like listen guys no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um well the one fight the one fight that is there's two fights that that i'm considering the one is um lewis and tuavasa right odds on that are um, minus 190 for Derek lewis and plus 160 for tuivasa so it's close it's close Obviously, we talked about Adesanya and Whitaker. There's a there's a decent gap there. There's not a ton of winning on a hundred dollars for either either of those. Um, give me the Brunson uh, odds again. Brunson is plus one fifty five. So if you put a hundred bucks on him, you win and profit one hundred fifty five dollars. He's, and what's the what's on the other side? Jared Cannonier minus one eighty, uh, fifty five dollar return and fifty six cents uh, if Cannonier gets it done. I might I might pull out a dark horse here on you, and I think I might say Brunson. Okay, I like it. I like it. You are. I'm assuming you're expecting his grapple heavy style will be able to prevail here. I think I think based on what's happened to Cannonier in the last couple fights. That and 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 the streak and the vet that Brunson's on, um, the two of Asa and Derek Lewis fight. The one of the reasons I'm kind of shying a little bit away from that is because they're heavyweights. Yeah, it's just so unknown. They're heavyweights for a reason, and I mean that's that's shit can end in 30 seconds. Adesanya Whitaker, I think the odds are a touch high. Not saying I'm not confident with saying that uh, Adesanya will win that fight. I think it's a touch high. Um, Brunson and, and um, Cannoneer, it's not like it's a crazy, crazy line there in the sense of making money. But I think with st- styles make fights and that's how you win money. And so I want to say, given what Brunson's done and what I've seen from Cannoneer lately, um, I, I and and it's kind of, it's a, you know, Brunson's a little older, but he showed that vet experience. He stays in some of those fights even when he gets clipped and he ends up, he ends up beating these guys. And so, you know what, for my hundred bucks, I'm going with Brunson. Let's go. I like it. I like it. Just a fun fact, Derek Brunson, five fight winning streak right now. He was an underdog in four of them. And then the other fight, he was actually at a pick and price with Elias Theodora, which was the fight that kicked off this five fight winning streak. So our guy, Mark Montoya is officially picking Israel Adesanya to win the main events. And for his hundred dollars for the coaches main event, Marathon. He's going to be going with the underdog, Derek Brunson, to bring home that $155. All right, uh, Mark, I appreciate you joining me for this segment. The next time I'm going to be calling upon you is going to be UFC 273 in April. 
So you got a little bit of time to kick it and chill out and see how the rest of the field does. And then we'll update the standings before you come on next time. Oh, I got till April. That's what oh, I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> You're chilling. I told you this isn't going to be too much of an ask for you guys, but I'll still find a way to make it fun. And I'm sure the rest of the guys will find some fun in it as hey, well. Make so, sure but... you uh, find my address so you can send me that money in the mail, okay? <laughs> PayPal, buddy. PayPal. Let's PayPal. go. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm old, bro. I told you I'm old. <laughs> you, you got a wife that's running the socials and all that stuff i'm sure she knows what she's doing uh again mark i truly appreciate you joining me and uh uh doing this show especially uh so yeah good luck on on the fights that you got coming up i believe you have a big one with vince pichel coming up in a couple weeks very excited for that yeah actually we have alex hernandez coming up against moicano next week uh vince was supposed to be on that card and he and Madsen got changed and pushed back to April because Madsen was injured, I believe, or something. So yeah. anyway, we have Alex Hernandez next week in Houston. Beautiful. At that card as well. So I'm sure you're going to be watching the Derek Brunson fight with a keen eye, hoping to catch that ticket as well. All right, Mark, appreciate you for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode as well. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Keep killing it. Uh, you're doing a great job. Appreciate it, brother. Next up, we got my guy, Eric Nixick, representing Extreme Couture. First and foremost, Eric, I appreciate you accepting the challenge going up against these other five degenerates that we got coming up for this uh, marathon. I appreciate you taking the time, man. Oh, I always got to compete against those guys, so it's my favorite. <laughs> I'm glad that you sucked in Tyson as well, because I know that's one guy you got a uh, very like friendly competition type uh, of uh, relationship. Yeah, he's one of my best friends, have. man. You got to do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, let's cut right to the chase. We are here to break down the main event of UFC 271. So I pose a question to you, Mr. Eric Nixick. How do you see this fight going down? How would you break it down? And ultimately, who do you think comes out with his hand raised? Well, let, let's start off with Whitaker and kind of talk about maybe some of the things that he might be changing or, or adding to his, his arsenal when he goes out to fight Israel. And I think he, he really should implement some of the wrestling game. Um, you know, we saw what Jan Blahovich was able to do, and I, I granted, I understand this is a completely different fighter. This is a different weight division and all those things. But I'm talking about uh, technical prowess on the ground, meaning what was his uh, get-ups? What were the things that he was doing to, you know, recover his guard or actively stand back up and things of that sort? And really what it does is um, by able to score a takedown or two, it can really help set up a lot of your other strikes and some of your level changes because you're putting it in the head that, hey, I'm, I'm looking to shoot. I'm looking to score these takedowns. So if I'm on the Robert Whitaker camp side, even if you score a takedown and Adesanya is able to work his way back up rather easy, don't, I wouldn't take a whole lot of like, um, like I wouldn't take, I wouldn't be down about that. Like I would think of it as me adding a little bit to the bank. Like I'm investing in the bank, especially in a five round fight to be able to score some of those takedowns and make Adesanya pummel and make him work his way back up and then make him pressure and release and then redirect and then back on my fit in again. I think if, if Robert can implement some sort of wrestling game, I think it's going to help him a lot in this fight. Now, on the other side, when you look at Israel, man, you're, you're talking about a guy who predicates himself on movement and cage control. He's able to set traps. Um, he's probably one of the best in the game that I remember doing it. Maybe, maybe Conor McGregor. Guy can set traps and put you in corner posts and um, run you into same side head kicks and, you know, think that you're safe and here's your exit. And then he's got a <laughs> trap door closed here. You know, he's um, he's one of the best in the game. And I think really his instinctual fight IQ is something that uh, I think is to be to be reveled, man. I, I watch his faint game. Um, he collects data the entire time he's moving. It, it just it looks like he's painting a picture. So 
you know, I really think Israel will probably stay on a lot of his same game plan, maybe add a little couple other wrinkles. But for Whitaker, I think he really needs to get in there and uh, get in some 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 wrestling to to help his uh, to help his game this time around. Yeah, I found it interesting that he didn't even shoot one takedown in that first fight. Uh, he was very aggressive in that fight. I thought he was winning that fight up until he got dropped uh, at the ending of that first round. That's where Israel really started to take over. Uh, a couple of interesting facts about Israel in regards to grappling. Uh, he's been taken down seven times in his last two fights. And the nine prior UFC fights, he was taken down a total of seven times as well. So guys are really trying to start to uh, attack that grapple-heavy approach. Now, Marvin Vittori was successful in getting him down in four out of the five rounds accumulating about a minute to a minute and a half of control time but once israel got back to his feet he got back to his handiwork was able to land the strikes and that's ultimately what won him every single round he clean swept uh marvin vittori that night i think the main difference here though is the plodding slow style of marvin vittori is not that great when you're going up against a, a styler in the style bender but with the robert whitaker's striking style he's very light on his feet kind of hops a lot moves in and out pretty well and like you said if he can mix in the takedowns he can make things quite interesting uh and then do some work on the striking as well right put some output out there put some volume out there so the judges see the takedowns and then they see some possible volume as well but is this the case where Ezra Adesanya probably just has Robert Whitaker's number? Do you think he ultimately gets his hand raised once again? I think it's tough if you go into this fight thinking that if you're the Ezra Adesanya camp, right? Not necessarily overlooking Whitaker, but if you think that like, oh, he didn't he didn't show me enough for me to respect that, I think that's where you can get into some trouble. Almost like Luke Rockhold, Michael Bisping too, where it's like, yeah. I already beat this guy. Here's the way I finished it and maybe not taking him as serious. And I don't think Israel's that style, nor do I think is, is his camp. But with that being said, I think you're seeing a better Robert Whitaker this time around than we saw the first version. And I think those that's who they should prepare for. You know, Whitaker, just like you said, man, his striking to me is there's there's a lot of similarities when you watch him in Israel on like their traps. And when he hit um, Gaslam with like, I can't tell you how many same side head kicks. He got him slipping off of his right uh, orthodox cross versus a southpaw. And Gaslam was dipping his head right into his shin bones. And he disguises him beautifully. So his striking is very fun to watch, both of these men. Um, but I think Whitaker, I feel like he's going to come with a little bit sharper game plan and maybe some other wrinkles that we haven't seen from the first fight. Just speaking on that uh, that head kick that he was able to catch, uh, Gaslam, he actually rocked and hurt Jared Cannonier very uh, badly with that exact same technique that you're talking about. So uh, I would love to see him implement that here against uh, Adesanya. So the question comes now. You got to make a pick. Who you got? Adesanya, Whitaker, who do you think comes out the champ next weekend? You know, I, I got to lean with Izzy just because of the, the situation in the first fight. I, and I really think that this guy is just the premier cream of the crop when it comes to striking. But... He's always constantly evolving. He's so fun to watch and seeing the new things that he's putting into his skill set. So um, I think it's going to be a closer fight. I would actually reckon that it would be maybe more in the in the, in the decision realm. Not I don't think you're going to see a finish. And I think it might be pretty close going into that fourth and fifth round. So um, And that's what I'm looking forward to, man, because I really, really enjoy watching both of these guys. We have combinations named after both of these men oh, because yeah. of the, some of the things that they do. And, um, you know, for me as a coach and a guy, as a student of the game, these are two of the best premier guys to be watching at the highest level. I love it. I love it. Uh, I absolutely agree with you in terms of uh, this fight will more than likely be way closer than that first one. We'll probably see it go the full five rounds. So now we get into the the fun part of the show, right? This is where we get into the, the main event marathon part of it, where I have already given you the odds for the main card for UFC 271. Now I need to give you your $100 and who you're putting it on. 
who you like on the main card for UFC 271 uh, to to hopefully return you some money. Well, I love betting on dogs, man. So the, the one dog that kind of jumps out to me is the blonde Brunson, man, Derek Brunson. He's on a roll. And I think, um, you know, from from our style of the gym and our pedigree, you know, we can lean heavily on the wrestling and we can nullify a lot of things when it comes to the grappling game. And that's where I like this fight with Brunson it being a three rounder. This is he's been fighting a lot of five round fights as of late. This being a three round fight. I think you can steal a round or two and, and have two in the can and make this guy have to pressure you to knock you out in the third round. And I think Brunson is able to score those takedowns and nullify some of that power out of Cannoneer. So I'm going to lean with Brunson on this one. I'll take that dog money at one plus 55. I love it. We've seen Cannoneer stop a grapple heavy approach from somebody that your uh, fighter is fighting right now. Jack Romanson. We'll see if he can establish the same thing here against Brunson or will Eric Nixon cash that plus 155 ticket on blonde Brunson. Eric, I truly appreciate you carving out the time to do this. Very excited to see how the rest of the coaches fare in this. But the next time I'm going to be calling upon you is actually uh, in April for UFC 273. So hopefully you're in the lead come April. We'll see how that goes down. Appreciate you taking the time, man. My pleasure, bro. Good to talk to you. Hell yeah. All right. I am now joined by my guy, Santino DeFranco, representing Fight Ready MMA, as well as his own gym, Siege MMA, down there in Arizona as well. Uh, Santino, first of all, I appreciate you accepting the challenge amongst the other five degenerate gambler coaches that we have on this show as well. Uh, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. And let me just say, challenge accepted let's, <laughs> let's go let's go <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it uh when i started reaching out to you guys you were like the first guy to be like i'm in i'm in you already have your own patreon page with our guy brandon olivas shout out to brandon as well make sure you guys go now check we can out, retract that support. shout out we don't need what? shout outs to brandon <laughs> you take that right back you, you guys have like a good cop bad cop thing going on over there right <laughs> like one guy's the dickhead and one guy's the sweet guy trying to make up with the other guy is that what's going on <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Um, we are here to talk about UFC 271. That's that's pretty much what we're here to do, uh, specifically the main event between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker. Uh, right now, the odds currently have them at minus 275 for Adesanya and plus 225 the return on the underdog Robert Whitaker trying to reclaim the middleweight throne. Who do you think takes act two of this middleweight clash? This is a, a weird one. Weren't they supposed to fight um, since their first outing and then did it get canceled uh i don't think they were scheduled once again i think they were trying to get robert okay. Whitaker to kind of uh get back into the swing of things and then eventually get him a tire okay. shot and a three-fight winning streak you, you can't deny him anymore yep exactly so yeah i was actually at that first fight live i was front row not even front row we were actually in the fighter section i was 10 feet away from the cage uh and, and i was actually sitting next to paulo costa when israel <laughs> jumped over the fence and started flipping him off and I, like, I think that's whoa, when Sokudo and uh, Captain Eric were like holding him back. I think that's what it was. Yeah, Re <laughs> hold, holding him back really hard. Like, hey, yeah. like, don't let me at him. So, yeah. it, you know, the thing with that is uh, Israel, I think I think we saw with Jan Blachowicz, the way to beat Adesanya, we, we saw the blueprint, okay? So it's, of course, wrestle him, but, but Jan did really well standing too. And the reason why I think he did better standing than we see uh, people who uh, other people with him is the height. Tall people are used to fighting short people. We see this with John Jones. John Jones picks so many people apart. Once he started fighting people who are his size, he wasn't used to it, and, and it really gave him some issues. Uh, the Gustafson fight, even the um, Tiago Santos fight, like those fights. The the Dominic, um, Reyes. Dominic Reyes. 
yeah, tall people, he has a hard time with tall people. Does really well with shorter people. We see that with Adesanya, you know, as well. And, and since then, I think we saw, I think Vittori, of course, isn't tall, but we saw him try and emulate that game plan of a little bit with, with the wrestling. I mean, Vittori's going to wrestle anyway. He did it in their first fight, but I think we kind of, I think the blueprint is out there for Adesanya. One, be tall, and two, wrestle. Um, you know, on the other side of that, Whitaker, it, the, he has looked really good in his last few showings since Adesanya. And that Adesanya fight even had him hurt. I thought, I thought Whitaker, gosh, it's, it's been a while, but I think it was uh, in the second round that, that he TKO'd him. And I remember thinking that Whitaker was winning that first round until uh, Adesanya clipped him right at the end. It really rocked him badly. Saved by the, I don't know if you call it saved by the bell, but he was definitely the bell didn't hurt him. I feel like he recovered well. And in the second round, I thought he was kind of winning as well. And then, of course, he got finished. I, I think in that fight, Whitaker was too anxious. He was too uh, aggressive. Maybe the long layoff, the crowd, the, you know, Australia versus New Zealand. But, it, but you see him in these other fights, he's so calculated. He's so composed. And in that fight, he just, like, went in there guns blazing. Um, watching him against Cannoneer... I mean, he is so fast. He he moves in and out effortlessly. He's got a great jab. Hurt Cannoneer with a, a one-two right head kick, uh, you know, in the third round, really, really kind of stamped that fight. I Everything a, about this fight makes me want to pick Whitaker. I, I want to pick Whitaker. The blueprint is there. Um, he, he's fast. He moves well. He, he can wrestle. We, we saw him against Cannoneer, too. Shoot in, boom, slide out to the back. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to work. I think, I think the blueprint is there. I just don't know that stylistically that Whitaker is going to be the one to implement that game plan. And the reason I think is actually his style is very Izzy's style. Now, don't get me wrong. They're very different strikers, but, but their stance really. Low hands, glide in and out, throw a lot of kicks, uh, really good movement. I just think Izzy is the taller, better version of that striking style. And then the, the wrestling, we don't see Whitaker really rely on wrestling very much. And man, for, for as many times as Vittori got in close and then got um, Adesanya to the ground, man, Adesanya did such a better job of getting back to the cage, getting up, reversing position, getting on top. I, I was really impressed with him there. And I think the blueprint is there for Adesanya. Not, not to say that just because somebody knows a blueprint, they're going to win. I think Whitaker knows the blueprint. But I, I think that I think the game is going to be very telling. And we saw with Cannoneer as well, where, where uh, Whitaker ate a low kick early and just fell down. And uh, Cannoneer was really firing off those low kicks. And that's what Adesanya does. Adesanya throws low kicks. And then once people start thinking about the low kicks, he steps through, fires the head kicks. They come inside, he'll throw some hands. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a range game. And I think if Whitaker does come in, I think Adesanya is there and, you know, ready to capitalize. So I, I think Adesanya wins this. You know, I, I actually thought the odds were going to be a little bit heavier in Adesanya's favor. And I'm glad they're not because I, I really do think that of the contenders out there now, I think he has, Whitaker, I think, has one of the better shots of beating him. But he needs to be calculated, and he needs to press, and he needs to find the fence. He has to get this fight 
to the ground and in clinch position where I think he is very good. And I think he could pull it off. I don't think he does pull it off, but I think, you know, out of the, out of those top five guys right now, I think he was, he's going to be the closest one to do it. Um, but man, watching, watching Izzy with Vittori, I, I thought he looked so much improved. I think he's only getting better. His, his cage control was really good. He did a really good job of getting off the cage. And, and I like Izzy here. Yeah, it's interesting that Votori was able to drop or uh, take him down uh, four out of the five rounds. And Izzy just stayed calm, cool, and composed and managed to get back to his feet and got back to what he did best. And that strike and really touch up Votori in that spot. So I respect the the take here on Adesanya. It seems like we got a clean sweep amongst the three coaches that we have on for this episode, all on the Israel Adesanya side. But... The fun part of the show is just about to begin. The whole main event marathon is about to begin here. I'm giving every single coach 100 bucks at the end of every episode. Uh, even though coaches that don't make it on the episode, uh, those guys are going to be getting 100 bucks as well to put on one main card fighter for UFC 271. I showed you the, the odds before we uh, started recording here. You gave me one pick. Are you sticking with it? And ultimately, who is it? So so I'm going with Derek Lewis over Tai Tuivasa. And... I, I, I like that fight. I, I really, I think Ty is too, I really like Ty Tuivasa. I, I'm kind of critical on him on, on some different areas, but he's got a really good record. Uh, the, the issue that I think with Tuivasa is he's too willing to engage and he doesn't have the height that he really needs to kind of pick Derek Lewis apart from the outside. And Tuivasa is really clean. He's a really crisp striker, but he has good power. He's got a good chin. I just don't think he has the height to be able to do that from the outside, which is what he's going to want to do. And, and he's too willing to engage the exchanges, which is not what you want to do with, with Derek Lewis. So if he stays on the outside, I actually think Derek Lewis throws those kind of long kicks. And I think it's kind of boring when they do engage. I think Derek Lewis is going to win those exchanges and push Troy Vasa out. Um, and I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's the, Derek Lewis is just a tough freaking fight for anybody. And, and stylistically, I like that one. The other fights on the card, on the main card that we're betting on right here that we have our, our options, those are all really close too. And I think the, the big favorite that we were talking about, Kyler Phillips with Rojo, I am really, 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 really big on the Kyler Phillips train, but I can't bet him until he shows better fight IQ and cardio management. He is phenomenal, but man, he tends to go ballistic. And then if he doesn't finish, he's kind of dead in there. I really want to bet Kyler Phillips here, but I can't until he shows, until he get, you got to give me that reason, Kyler. I want to, my money's here. It's out. It's ready. I just can't do it yet. So I got to go with Derek Lewis on this one. Yeah, at minus uh, 365 for Kyler Phillips with a 78% implied probability of him hitting, the, the payoff's just really not worth it, right? If you bet 100 bucks on him, you'd only return about $27 there. So that's not the biggest bang. But Santino is going with Derek Lewis, minus 190. Uh, a win here will return him $52.63. Again, this is a year-long competition, so there's plenty of uh, bets to be made, plenty of underdogs to eventually pick, but I respect the fact of going with a solid pick here in Derek Lewis at that minus 190 range. Santino, I appreciate you joining me for the first inaugural episode of this uh, of this Coach's Main Event Marathon. I'm super excited about it. The reception has been amazing. Everybody cannot wait for this show. Uh, anything you want to say on the way out, and then I'll wrap this thing up? 
Now, you know, just, just can't wait. You know, thanks for, for having me on. Uh, I like betting. I like fights. I like film. <laughs> so this is, this is just a lot of fun. Exactly. I, I can't wait to see how this all plays out over the, the full year. All right, uh, Santino, I won't be calling upon you until UFC 273 once again in April. So you got a month off, but you're still going to be- Wait, is that April 9th? Uh, April 9th. That is, I believe you're going to be on that card, if I'm not mistaken, with the Korean zombie taking on Volkanovski. Uh, who, else, who else you got on there? Kelvin Gastelum against Madsen. Imovov? Yep, we have Madsen, Kelvin, and Zombie. Love it. So uh, I'll be sure to reach out to you just uh, far enough ahead of time so I don't disrupt any of the training camp stuff that you guys got going on. So a uh, big episode for him. Obviously, great to have him on the episode uh, for the fight week that he's going to be a part of. Uh, but yeah, uh, appreciate you joining me and good luck with Derek Lewis this weekend, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks. And that's a wrap on the main event breakdowns with the coaches. Hope you guys enjoy them. But now's the time to hear what the other three coaches are betting for this UFC 271 card. James Krause is going with Bobby Green at minus 160. Cody Donovan is going with Israel Adesanya at minus 275. And Tyson Chartier is going with Derek Brunson at plus 155. So we got three of the coaches on Derek Brunson. We'll see how that pans out. Personally, I'm picking Jared Cannonier, but that's not what this show is about. This show is about the coaches, and I, I respect them taking a shot on the underdog here. And obviously, with the streaking Brunson on a five-fight winning streak, I understand why they're backing him in this spot. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please do let me know how you what you guys thought about it, how we could possibly improve this moving forward. Again, this is just a pilot project that I continue or hope to continue to make better on an episodely basis. Next time we're going to be seeing you guys is for UFC 272 headline by Jorge Masvidal and Kobe Covington. And for that episode, we're going to have the aforementioned guys, James Krause, Cody Donovan, and Tyson Chartier helping me break down that main event. And then I can't wait to hear the other bets they're going to be making for that card. Appreciate the love. Make sure you guys hit that like and subscribe on the way out. And please do drop a comment and let me know what you guys thought about the episode and how we could possibly make some improvements. Good luck this weekend. And we'll see you guys next time for the Coach's Main Event Marathon.